I believe that what we do as women in the privacy of our own minds is the single greatest determinant of our lives. I'm Emma Title, and you are listening to the Women Today podcast, where we are unpacking and investigating the new female psychology. I am a psychotherapist, coach, and teacher who is passionate about women's internal and external freedoms. You are in the right place if you want to hear in-depth stories about women's lives. On this show, we dig deep into the minds and hearts of women to understand what it really takes to heal, to grow, and to experience psychological freedom so that we can create lives of authenticity, fulfillment, and contribution. This is a place to receive nourishment, inspiration, and guidance as we continue to show up for the complexity and nuance of our lives as women. I'm so glad that you're here, and let's get started with today's episode. Hi, and welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the podcast, and welcome to February. So this month on the podcast, we are going to be exploring women and life purpose. And I get so excited about every single theme, every single monthly theme that I've laid out for you, because the themes are based on things that I love to talk about and things that I know women are grappling with, thinking about, turning with in their own lives, because I'm talking to some of you, many of you having conversations, having exchanges. And as usual today, I'm going to be sharing some of my own thoughts on the subject of purpose with some reflections and ideas and ways of working with yourself. Some things might be reminders, some things might be brand new, but the intention is always that you get some value, some inspiration, some little nugget that can help you to keep carrying forward in whatever the individual circumstances your life is presenting to you right now. So I'll be talking about my ideas around purpose and what we need to take into consideration in our lives as women. And I'll also be giving you a little bit of a sneak peek or preview about some of the conversations that are going to be coming later this month with our amazing guests on the podcast who have so much to share on the subject of women and purpose. So I want to start with something that may sound obvious, but depending on where you come from, how you were raised, you know, your background, your belief structure, it may not be so obvious or you may need some validation and support around this. But the very first thing to recognize when we're in the conversation about women and purpose is that connection to purpose is essential for health, happiness, and well-being. And this is a factor that extends, not, it's not just a modern plague, you know, that we want to feel purposeful. This has been something that human beings have grappled with since our early beginnings. And you can see it throughout culture, history, time. But purpose is really critical to us as human beings, as people who think about the existential realities, as people who are born, who have experiences, who die. Purpose is something that we really need to feel connected to in order to feel like life is meaningful. And it doesn't have to look or feel the same for every person. But if you are someone who is struggling with depression, a sense of meaninglessness, anxiety, if you feel disoriented, if you feel like you're not living into your human potential, all of these things can be a result of not feeling connected to purpose. 
And these types of disorientations or sort of overwhelmed feelings, they can often gnaw at us and chew away at our sense of well-being. And we might be doing all the right things in terms of sleep and exercise and nutrition, but if we're not dealing with this more soul-level, meaning-level aspect of our lives, we're going to struggle. And oftentimes, where we start to struggle with our purpose is when we are sort of underneath inherited values or in Gestalt psychotherapy, they use the word introjects. So basically things that get passed on down to us from culture or family or mentors or teachers or any other force that has influenced us. And an introject is basically something that kind of gets, I like to think of the metaphor, it's like a, a whole big blob that gets plopped into our mouth and we swallow it whole and the digestive system doesn't work. So it just sits inside our belly and it's it hasn't broken down. It hasn't integrated. We haven't questioned it. We haven't evaluated for ourselves which part of this works, which part of this resonates with who I am, which part of this feels true to me versus the thing that just got lumped onto me. And so many times when we're struggling with purpose, it's because we haven't thoroughly or sufficiently sorted through who we actually are, what our intrinsic or chosen values are, our preferences, our beliefs, the essence of who we are versus who we believe we were expected to be or become or what we were expected to fulfill. So oftentimes there can be a lot of shoulds or layers that get kind of like packed over us and diminish our light and and diminish our access to the true essence and brilliance and brightness of who we are at a core layer. And instead, our mind starts to get involved in, in analysis and extreme, you know, pro and con lists and breaking down of things in such an analytical way that it actually takes us away from something that actually might be more pure, more simple, more obvious at a certain level, which is sort of this beautiful original state or seed of who we are. That's really what our purpose is. And each one of us has such a unique and specific purpose that we can't put ourselves into boxes. We can't sugarcoat it. We can't really twist ourselves into a shape that we are not. And when we do, oftentimes a lot of feedback from life or our bodies comes our way because we're not living into who we actually are. Purpose is not necessarily one clean, pithy statement. Like the purpose of my life is to, you know, give and receive love, or the purpose of my life is to be a psychotherapist. But purpose is, it's more of a compilation. It's, it's like an integrated whole of many different things. So we can feel like we do and attend to many different areas and aspects of our lives, but underneath it, there's one common thread or collection of threads that is our purpose that runs through the whole thing. So whenever I'm dealing with anything in my own life, my own psychology that's holding me back, or if I'm supporting a friend or a client who's struggling, what I'm really trying to listen for and look for and support with 
is how can purpose get even more intentional, more clear, more forefront and center so that we feel the support, the backbone of purpose in all of our daily activities, even if you know, we're folding laundry or going to the office or taking care of a child or caring for a sick parent. So when we can accomplish and and have the awareness and do the work to integrate purpose into all these different categories and facets of our lives, we often start to feel a sense of wholeness and a sense of peace and congruence and coherence that brings a lot of well-being and buoyancy. It doesn't bring perfection. It doesn't protect us from human suffering, but it helps us to feel rooted in something that then becomes a solid and consistent support stream for us as we move through the phases and seasons of our lives. So the second point I want to bring up is that purpose and paid work are not always the same thing. And I think this is so critical for us to be aware of and to have some acceptance around as women, because particularly, you know, in the social media age, in a time where being an entrepreneur or charting your own course is a lot more popular and glamorized, I think we need to recognize that we can be deeply rooted and purposeful and connected to our sense of purpose in the world. And that doesn't always mean that we're going to be paid for that thing that we find so purposeful. So our purpose exists whether or not we are being paid for it. It is something that wants to be given life, that wants to be born through us throughout the course of our lifetime. And it will morph and shift and change and there will be evolution and phases to it. But to expect that we are always going to be paid for it is a real setup and I think not realistic in the way that the world and life works and the way that the human life cycle works. So I often spend a lot of time supporting women who are feeling disconnected from their purpose or feeling like their life isn't as meaningful as they want it to feel. And oftentimes women will start to, you know, work can become a big area of suffering if our paid work doesn't feel like it is really directly linked to our purpose, it can create a lot of suffering. And this is, I just want to name that this is something, it's really quite a privilege. I'll just say it's a rare percentage of human beings who get to feel that their life purpose or their soul purpose is compensated through monetary means. If you are someone who gets to feel that you're fulfilling your life purpose through your paid work, I celebrate you, I congratulate you, I honor that that is such a major blessing and privilege for you in your life. And so I don't wanna negate that in any way. Um, And my guess is you're experiencing a lot of fulfillment if that's going on for you. Maybe you need to make some tweaks However, if that's not you right now, I don't want you to feel badly about yourself. And I want you to know that you and your relationship to your purpose are not contingent upon the economy or uh, an employer or a job position or any of that validating or mirroring your purpose to you. Again, if that happens and that's what you want and that's what you're going after, 
I believe it is possible to create that over time with strategy and skilled intention and hard work. But if that's not you, there is a way that you can feel more fulfillment in your life right now. And it's through doing something very simple, which I learned about through um, someone I've studied with, Dr. John Demartini, which is about linking whatever it is that you're doing right now for paid work and understanding how it's connected to your deeper purpose. So this might take some creativity, some deep thinking, some reflection, but basically I want you to understand that let's say right now your biggest purpose in life is raising strong, smart, creative, soulful, loving, healthy children. Let's say that's your purpose. And right now you're doing work that feels vastly different from that and not connected to that that is most meaningful to you. I want you to start thinking about how the work that you're doing right now feeds that bigger purpose, even if it's because it gives you a paycheck that helps you to then be able to provide the types of environment experiences and stability that you want for your children. But you might think of all the ways, like maybe you're learning skills in your job right now that you could apply to your raising of children, or maybe you're learning how to manage very complex situations and problem solve, which you're also then translating to how you're raising your family. So just spend some time really looking at how can you make whatever you're doing right now for paid work feel meaningful to you? And this is a very private and personal thing with regard to your purpose. I, on this point, I want to just say that there are many people in the world who know that their purpose is to create beautiful art or music or you know, very creative spaces, things like this. And there are people who consciously make the choice to separate their income earning from their more soul call purpose. And whatever's right for you, I fully support, but I just want to really hit home that money-making and purpose are not always the same thing. And it, and it will serve you well to really evaluate what's going on for you in that part of your life and to get clear on what it is you truly want. And then of course you can work toward what you want if you would rather have those two things more aligned, but it's not always the best thing. It's not always more desirable than having these more separate categories of life. The third point I want to make about purpose is that To experience greater fulfillment, it is useful to weave purpose into as many of our activities as possible. And this is kind of what I was um, referring to in the first point, which is that it helps us to feel integration in our lives. It helps us to feel that things are whole and that we're not dismembered. These different areas of our life are not, you know, millions of miles apart, but there's some coherence. There's like a, a common thread or common stream that weaves through it all. So one of the ways that you can think about this is that, you know, some people will say like purpose can be elusive. Purpose uh, evades us. We don't know what our purpose is or we can spend our whole life looking for our purpose. And that may be true. And sometimes part of the journey of being human is the work of exploring our purpose. and, And that is the richness of being alive. However, other folks might say, we don't need to look too far. 
in terms of our purpose. And our life actually demonstrates what we care about. And what we care about or our values, the things that really matter, are clues. They're sort of indicators toward what that greater purpose is. So if you're someone who is wondering about purpose and you're wondering how to weave that intentionality, that purposefulness into as many areas of your life as possible, I want you to ask yourself, what do I spend my time doing? What do I do without effort, without procrastination? Nobody has to wake me up in the morning and tell me to do this thing. What are the things I don't put off? You know, what are the things that I just, somehow they just get done. No matter how busy life is, these are things that I prioritize. You might also look around your environment or your home. What are the objects that surround me? What do these objects tell me about what matters to me? You know, are you the type of the person who has all your degrees framed and hanging on the wall? Are you the type of person who has a ton of family photos? But how can you start to understand yourself through looking at how you spend your time, your energy, and also understanding what are the objects you bring toward yourself in your life that reflect something to you about your values and your purpose? And so once we we have some grasp, some sense of who we are and what matters to us. You know, if, if love, let's just say a a broad thing, like my, if you feel like my purpose is to give and receive love, well, how can you do the dishes with the intention of giving and receiving love instead of being bogged down in the minutia of it? Or how can you walk the dog and give and receive love? How can you parent your child and give and receive love? How can you show up at work with your colleagues, with your task list and give and receive love? So you can see as we grasp and have more contact with our purpose, we can then infuse it and bring it to everything, how we clean, how we cook, how we care for ourselves, how we talk to others. And this can start to bring a lot of aliveness and meaning and purpose into our everyday life. Now, the fourth point I want to make here is that on a soul level, we are all equal, us meaning human beings. At the ultimate soul level, spiritual level, I believe we are all equal. But our experiences, our lives, our circumstances, our hardships are not equal. Our personalities, our strengths, our vulnerabilities, our privileges, our oppressions, these things are not equal. And I believe that we must together work toward making opportunities and possibilities more available. And we we need to not fall asleep and not give in to systemic racism and sexism and homophobia and all of those things. We really need to work on coming together so that humans have the opportunity to rise and to live into their fullest potential. But if we are to feel rooted in our individual purpose, we need to understand who we are. We need to become intimate with the fact that we are different from other human beings, not an ultimate level. We're all human. We all want to be loved. We all want to be safe. We all want to be healthy and happy. And we want the ones we love to have the same. But there are no two of us that are exactly the same. We are a rare, 
one-time event in the universe. Our DNA is part of that. Our soul is a part of that. Our cultural identity is a part of that. Our ancestry, our familial conditioning, our personal health, our psychology. It is all completely unique. And yes, there may absolutely be themes or ways that things like race or class or gender or sexual orientation absolutely inform and commingle with our individual DNA and you know, single uniqueness that may impact how we perceive ourselves, the world, and others. But part of understanding our purpose is fully looking at and owning who we are, what our stories are, what we've been through, where we've come from, where we desire to go. We need to look at the intersectionality of our identities, our sense of self, and our experience And in doing this, in recognizing that we are not the same as anybody else, even though we may have commonalities or we may belong to groups, that is a critical step in getting closer to purpose. And oftentimes what, what I'll do when I'm working with clients is, you know, they'll be talking to me about a dream they have or a goal they're going after or something they're struggling with. And sometimes I'll have to say to them, I'll say, do you know that I don't have this desire. I'll say to them, you know, do you know that I've never once in my life imagined becoming that or going after that or doing what it takes to create that? And they will laugh often because I think sometimes we get so mired in our own universe or the cultures or subcultures that we're a part of or industries that we're a part of even where we think, oh, everybody's going after the same thing that I'm going after, or everybody wants what I want. And it's not true. We all have very unique imprinting around what we want, what we struggle with, who we are, who we want to become. And once we start to own this more specifically, it actually helps us to to recognize our purpose. Sometimes it's sitting right in front of our face and we just can't even see it because it's so close under our nose that we, we, it eludes us. So that brings me to the fifth point, which is that if you're wanting to feel more purposeful, if you're wondering, how do I get more of a grasp on this? How do I get my fingers into it? Is that I want you to look for clues. So our desire has clues for us about our purpose. Our jealousy has clues for us about our purpose. Oftentimes, the only things that we are jealous of are things that we truly want that have some meaning or some value or some purpose for us. So if you're feeling confused about your purpose, completely lost or even just slightly disoriented, I encourage you to look at your history. Where do you come from? Who are the people that raised you? What were your grandparents, your great-grandparents like? Who shaped you? What what region of the earth, of the the country, the, the world were you raised in? What cultural influences shaped who you are and what you believe about life, the world, other people? What are some of the biggest challenges you've faced? What do you dream about on a regular basis? What do you long for that you just, you know, it's just consistent, whether you dream about it at night or during the day, you're imagining what it would be like to live into that. Um, you can also ask yourself what feels missing or painful when it's not here? What are the things that I become envious about? And if you don't make any of these pieces of your identity or your experience wrong, 
problematic or start to pathologize them, you are going to start to notice themes. Start to notice that who you were as a young child, as a young adult, as an adolescent, as an older adult, that there are consistencies that are unique to you, even if they've morphed and changed. And usually these are clues into the deeper purpose or the deeper expression that wants to live out through you. The sixth point I want to make here is that as you're doing this exploration to dig more into your purpose, it can be really valuable to utilize various systems of self-inquiry or understanding to become more connected to your purpose. So some examples of things that I've found incredibly useful over the years in my own personal growth and development journey, as well as helping a lot of clients, are the Enneagram, which is a personality typing system, but it's so much more than that. If you haven't looked into it, I highly recommend it. I think when I delved deep into the Enneagram, it was I think the most impactful single system that I ever used um, that really shaped how I started to understand myself, my vulnerabilities, my patterns, my desired growth, all of that. So I highly recommend that. You could look into the Myers-Briggs personality test. Um, There's something called the Gallup Strengths Test, which is awesome. And it's not so much personality, but it's more about like, the things that you want to capitalize on, those things that are real gifts that you can strengthen. Um, You could look into something called the gene keys or astrology, which are two incredibly vast, deep systems. You can go very far into them, but I've had amazing um, affirmation and support understanding my astrology. And I know a lot of folks who've had great results with gene keys. Um, You might also look into archetypal psychologies, and those can come from mythologies of many different cultures. Earlier on the podcast, we had an episode with Jean Shinoda Bolin, and I highly recommend her book, Archetypes or Goddesses in Every Woman. Um, There's also a book by Sally Kempton, which is more about the goddesses in the Hindu yogic mythology. There are many people who write about um, archetypes, and particularly for women, I think there's something so powerful about starting to investigate the goddess mythologies, particularly in the culture that you are from. So if your family has uh, roots from Ireland or England, looking into those, those parts of the world and who the goddess archetypal mythologies were, or if you were from, your family was from India or South Africa, there are every, many cultures, I should say, not every culture, had these archetypes and mythologies that they were putting into form with stories that live through us in these conscious and unconscious ways. When you start investigating it and you start to identify, it can be really powerful as self-recognition, like, oh, this is why I've always been drawn to athletics, or this is why I've always been drawn to the arts or to writing or to becoming a mother, that there are these larger collective themes and imprints that, yes, socialization and how we're taught and sort of enculturated affect this, but there are also these themes that come, I believe, from some other place, some other side that are just living. You know, Jung talked about these archetypes, they they sort of live in the collective conscious or unconscious and they play out through us. And the more conscious we can become of these archetypes or 
patterns or personalities or lineage ancestral components that are at work, the more rooted we can feel in purpose and then the more support we have for living into our highest potential, which is a feeling that's really empowering, even if there's struggle, which there's guaranteed to be, even if there's hardship, it helps us to feel like there's something, there's a solid root or rock for us to come back to, to rest on, even when the going gets tough. So this point is, I really recommend utilizing various systems of self-inquiry that other people have laid out that have tested, you know, time-tested track record to help yourself know yourself more intimately. And the final point I'll make, point number seven, is just that in periods when we feel that we are lacking purpose, that we feel lost or in the darkness or, you know, completely upended, there is something really important happening. And there are certain times in in the life cycle where it's much more normative to feel this like chaos of identity, particularly in adolescence, but there are other times later in adult life or midlife. And there are lots of folks who write about this. Um, Bill Plotkin is an amazing resource if you want to read all about, um, he writes Nature and the Human Soul, I believe, and several other books, you know, just about what's happening in the life cycle. Another amazing book is um, the A Woman's Book of Life by Dr. Joan Borisenko. And she also talks about like the various challenges and initiations we go through in the women's life cycle, which correspond with hormonal transitions and life cycle decisions. So getting disconnected from purpose, questioning purpose, feeling lost, feeling devoid of meaning, these are all things that are part of the process. So when I talk about purpose and when I support women to get closer and more connected to their purpose, I'm not in a fantasy that purpose is static or that we're going to find our purpose and then never question it again and be fine. The ebb and flow and the clarity and the uncertainty of purpose is part of the journey. And it's part of the feminine journey in particular, because we go through so much change and metamorphosis and shifting as a result of the feminine process. And so if you are in a phase right now where you feel devoid of purpose, and you feel a lack of meaning, I want you to honor that darkness. I want you to respect that there is a reason it's eluding you right now. And that if we can embrace the process of getting reconnected with purpose as part of the purpose of life, it's a bit ironic that we can actually feel more at ease, more at peace. And, you know, I've, Purpose has been a huge element of my life, the pursuit of purpose, the absence of purpose, the suffering of purpose, how to get paid work and purpose more connected, how to accept when they weren't. All of that has been a huge part of my life, which is why I love supporting women with it and why I'm talking about it this month in February. So if you're someone who is struggling, don't be afraid to reach out for help and support. There are so many methods, whether that's psychotherapy or coaching or women's groups or going on a vision quest or taking a walkabout of your own design, you know, traveling. I know it's a bit hard right now with COVID, but um, reading books. There are so many ways to feed and stoke the fires of our purpose, even if it's eluding us right now. 
And having witness and support can be critical. You know, so many of my darkest hours or my moments in life where I just felt like I didn't know what was going on and I felt something was brewing, but I didn't know how to access it. I had amazing older women who were helping me to know myself, to reflect the magnificence of who I was to myself because I couldn't see it. I didn't know it. And now I have the privilege of and the honor of being able to do that for other women. And so we all take turns, you know, one position isn't more um, valid or worthy than another. It's amazing to be able to ask for help and to receive it. It's a gift. And it's also amazing to be able to give that reflection and support to other women who are searching for their purpose and meaning in their own life. So don't be afraid to help yourself or to get help from others if you are in a phase of darkness that feels like it requires some outside support and infrastructure. So I hope that these thoughts and reflections about purpose were supportive and useful to you. I hope you got some practical ideas, some little gems of reminders. And I just want to remind you that purpose can live and breathe on so many levels. It can live and breathe on the soul level, the spiritual level, the everyday mundane level. We don't need to separate the aspects of our lives. We can come into wholeness. We can come into integration. And oftentimes we need methods or books or teachers or mentors or therapists to support us in contacting our purpose so that we can experience more joy, more fulfillment in our lives. And I'm so excited for you to be hearing the interviews this coming month. We have incredible guests who have just profound wisdom on everything from manifesting dreams to understanding values and everything in between. So I hope you enjoy the conversations this month. And as always, I'm just wishing you the most wonderful things for your life, for your purpose, for the path that you're walking and all of my support and strength as you find your own way. Take care and I look forward to connecting next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Today podcast. If you liked this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and take a moment to leave a rating and a review. The more five-star ratings this podcast gets, the more easily women around the world will be able to access this valuable information. Remember, we each have our unique role to play in this collective uprising for women all over the world. Whoever you are and wherever you find yourself in this moment, there is a deep intelligence to your particular place in the wider web, and we need the specific experiences, insights, and gifts that only you carry. I am sending you my heartfelt strength and support for wherever you are on the journey, and I'll look forward to connecting again next week.